From Luminary, this is Karamo, a podcast. Hey friends, welcome to Karamo. I am your host, Karamo. And on this episode, I am talking to television and Broadway star, Matthew Morrison. We are discussing failing, family, and fatherhood. So without further ado, let's start talking and growing, friends. Hey, friends! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Friends, my next guest is a multiple Tony nominee. He is a Broadway legend, a television star, and has one of the most beautiful singing voices around. I mean, it can bring you to tears how beautiful his voice is. But even with all of his fame and success, my guest still makes it a priority to be a devoted husband and father. I am so excited to talk and grow with Matthew Morrison. Matthew, how are you, my friend? I'm ready to grow. Let's do it, Karam. I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I don't do many of these. So this is like a new fun experience for me. So thank you. So let's jump in. We know you from Hairspray on Broadway. We know you from the hit show Glee and from Grey's Anatomy's American Horror Stories and also the new album Disney Dreaming, which is so good. I just love that you do it all. Where did you find the fearlessness to not be pigeonholed in your career and to be able to try everything that your hearts desire? Wow. Well, I guess I'm still trying to find it. No, (laughs) (laughs) I guess the answer is... um... It wasn't a conscious decision, honestly. It was just the need to work and and want to keep growing as as an artist. Forever growing up, I knew I wanted to be on Broadway. That was my goal. The pinnacle of my dreaming was to be on Broadway. And I grew up in Orange County, California. And I moved to New York to go to NYU for college. And I got my first Broadway show when I was 19 years old. So it was... So lucky. It was crazy, the circumstances of how it happened and stuff. But it was one of those things. It's like when your dream comes true at such a young age, it's like, what do you do? It's like you find a new dream. So after that, I was just an ensemble dancer in my first Broadway show. So I wanted to, you know, have more of speaking roles. And then I worked my way up the Broadway ranks over the years. And like you said, my big break was in Hairspray, originating the role of Link Larkin. And then from there, yeah, just kept on going through the Broadway ranks, but I really had this inkling and want to be on television as a lot of actors do. So that was the next thing to tackle. And honestly, my recording career kind of came from being on Glee for six years and not having an outlet to actually perform live. So I was like, I'm going to come out with an album and then I'll get to tour with it because our hiatuses between seasons were only two months long. 
So yeah, that kind of spawned the whole recording career. And yeah, now I get to really just do it all, which means for me that I'm never bored because I'm constantly, whatever I'm in, I know I'm going to go off and do a TV show and then I'll come back and do concerts. Then I'll go back and do Broadway. So it really just keeps things interesting for me. And that for me is a very well-rounded career and that I am so grateful for. You find a new dream. That statement alone is one of those moments that I like to pull out for people to hear. We get into this place where you have a dream and then sometimes the dream changes or you add to it. And then we get nervous because you've now invested all this time in one dream and they get there. They start to feel like maybe I'm ungrateful or maybe I can't change. And the thing that I tell people consistently is if you had a dream tonight and woke up in the morning and told people your dream, the next night, if you had a different dream, you wouldn't wake up and feel ashamed that you had a different dream Wow! because you're allowed to dream. You're allowed to experience and try new things. Were there people in your life during that time that said, hold on, Matthew, are you sure you're doing so well on Broadway? You sure you want to go to TV? That's risky. Or, you know, you're on TV and you're a hit. You know, people love you. Are you sure you want to do an album? Were the people who said that to you? There might have been, but I kind of tuned those people out, honestly. I have a great gut and I've always trusted it. So I never like let anyone bring me down in that way. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's always just trusting myself mm. and really cultivating a wakefulness and just kind of trying to be alive inside. And, and really for me, I have a lot of ideas and stuff in my head that I just want to always put out there. So I just usually go for it. And sometimes those things don't pan out well. They weren't good ideas at the end of the day, but I went for it. I tried it. And I think the only way you really learn is by failing or falling. So those are some of my greatest lessons. Isn't that the truth? Because like every time that I'm finding success, it's because I just failed twice before. Totally. It's one of those things where you're like, I got to try this, you know, because trying never hurt anyone. You just get a lesson out of it. And you, you said you trusted your gut, which is a very powerful thing to say. When did you first start trusting your gut? Because in our society, we don't always teach people to trust their gut. We teach them to trust every other authority figure and everyone else what they have to say. But what they don't teach us how to trust our own instinct. So where did that come from? When did you start that? Gosh, it's so funny you say that because you're right. We are told to just like trust in other people and, and what society has to say. But when you really think about society and every rule that we follow, everything's made up. Okay. You know, like if someone came up with it, like even like the way we have money, uh, borders, like we're building a wall, like somebody made up that line. Like it's like, what are you even talking about? Everything's made up. Yeah. When I really like think about things in that way, it just kind of makes things easier to digest. Like we're all just making this shit up along the way. So in that light, I think it's easier to just trust your gut because you're going through the same crazy world that everyone else is and just like dare to fail. And I love doing that. I love failing. It's a beautiful lesson and a beautiful practice that I think that's where the real growth comes in. You know, I am smiling air to air because like <laughs> I literally love when people drop knowledge that blows your mind because it's so simple and it's so real. But it's like, come on, everybody made this up. There was no border before someone was like, you know what? This is the border. There was no <laughs> right? you know, there totally. was none of this. And yeah, we're adhering to it, but we can do the same thing within our own lives. Like we can make it up. There's no wrong answer at this point, which is like, it's so simple. Absolutely no wrong answer. Yep. You're married to your wife in 2014. 
and you have one of the most beautiful families I've ever seen. I mean, like the two of you are a gorgeous couple. And then in 2017, you revealed that you and your wife were expecting your first child. What was that moment like for you when you realized you were becoming a father? It, it was it was scary because in the back of my head, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have kids one day. But I never really sat down and thought about it. And when I did sit down and think about it, I really thought about who do I want to model my parenting after? And honestly, Karamo, I could not think of one person. Mm -hmm. It's not out there. The style that I want to do and, and have, I mean, you don't see it in media. It's kind of a joke what you see in the media, honestly, like how fathers are portrayed, the Homer Simpson kind of bumbling dad, like just, yeah, it's sad. And for a while, my kid was watching Peppa Pig. And then I really sat down and like pay attention to the show and like the father character is just so not present. And I was like, we're not watching this anymore. You know, this is not what I want to kind of leave in my son's mind of what a father is. So on TV and film or in real life, I've never really seen that. And I don't know what it is. And I'm not saying my way is like perfect because it's definitely, definitely not. I'm just trying to figure it out and be the most present and proactive father that I can possibly be. I feel like as parents, we are living in a really interesting time right now. You know, I mean, this is the most important group of parents that there ever has been in human history. Yeah. Thanks for saying that you were scared when you first found out because, you know, when we talk about like in the media, how fathers are portrayed, they're either bumbling idiots, like you said, or they're so stoic and have everything under control. And we allow space for women, which we should, to be able to express how they're feeling. But when it comes to men, and I say this as a father, Anytime I say, like, I'm scared, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, everyone sort of gives me this look of, like, you're the dad. You're supposed to know what you're doing. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. You know, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to do the best I can. What was your relationship like with your father? You know, I'm an only child, and my parents, they're very quiet people. Mm -hmm. uh, it took me a long time to really find out how to converse with people, to have a conversation, to really, you know, share emotions and feelings. I didn't really have that growing up. My parents worked a lot. They're both in the medical field. Yeah, so for me, I, I, I lived a very lonely childhood. But in that, I think that's where I found my, my sense of imagination. Mm. And I think that's what propelled me to go into the craft that I went into because I had this wild imagination, but I had no outlet for it. And once I got kind of thrown into this children's theater when I was visiting my family in Arizona for the summer – that's when the light switched. I'm like, wow, what is this? This is like, and I found my community, my people. And so that was when I found like a real sense of family. My parents are lovely people and have always been so supportive of me and what I want to do with my life. And I'm still trying to figure out how to talk to them. Yeah, They're getting older and we have conversations, but they don't really go to like a deep level. They're very on the surface. And you know, sometimes we'll, we'll get into it, but it usually honestly happens when there's alcohol involved. And I'm like, oh, it's just like not how I want to be doing it. But, it, you know, that's how sometimes people get <laughs> get loose. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I always like to say that all of our parents are just like us. They did what they could with the tools that they had. And, you know, I'm not sure how old your parents are, but if they were born anywhere from 40 to 50 to 60 years back, there was this point where communication that's the way we know it and vulnerability because we're in a different space. You know, you even talked about earlier about like how you're shaping your kid because they're literally going to change the world we live in. Communication wasn't 
paramount mm-hmm. back then. No. It was like, are you a provider? Are you Exactly. You know, are you there? Those were the things that were told. So how do you take not being able to communicate with your parents and how have you applied it to being a father now? Oh, it has been a long road. <laughs> <laughs> um I've really surrounded myself with a lot of talkers. And I was always the person in the relationship that's the listener. And I would take in a lot, but I wouldn't contribute a lot. And I was never asked to because I'm always such a great listener and people feel like they have a great sounding board with me. But then there's a few people in my life that started challenging me and making me think about things. My wife is a huge one in my life. She is someone who constantly is making me work. And for me, I think that is the hardest thing is putting in the work. I've recently started doing a lot of self-work and meditation and stuff. And this time that we're in right now, this is the time that allows us to be with our thoughts in a way that we've never been before to discover more of the habitual like action and getting to know ourselves differently and hearing all these podcasts and like trying to come out and learn meditation and all the science behind it now that we have. And like I said, all the podcasts that we have about learning all these different things, the difficult part about that is changing your own habits in order to integrate all of this information Mm -hmm. and then practice it so that you can grow and create change in your life but sometimes it's just so difficult because it's all so new. And sometimes, honestly, I feel like such a phony. Like I sit there and meditate. I'm like, medita- I'm meditating. Here I am meditating. <laughs> and I, I'm like, what the? It's, it's, I feel like such a, a phony. But yeah, like you said earlier, there's so much outside conditioning and judgment and all of that, the ideals of success and the industry and, and how it's constantly pushing you forward and you're always trying to hustle and it's distracting you from the beauty and the essence of life. Mm-hmm. And when you practice slowing down and paying attention to life and stop being so distracted, I feel like that's when the real growth can start occurring. It's so real. Because the thing is, you just, we're all constantly going faster and faster. I'm so glad you said that. You sort of feel like a phony, you know, that imposter syndrome. Yeah. Because I remember recently I tried to start doing yoga mm-hmm. and I was in, <laughs> this is before, you know, gyms shut down for a while. I was like going heavy for like two weeks. And I was the only guy in this class of all women. And I was like, who the hell am I? You look fraud as hell. You can't do any of these moves. You know, all these <laughs> things. Like, I just felt like a complete idiot. And then my son was like, Dad, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going to yoga. And he was like, why? And I was like, well, because I feel like I need to get more connected with my body. And I remember looking at his face and he sort of like looked at me like, what do you mean you need to get connected with your body? And I was like, you know, I I wasn't taught growing up how to connect with my body outside of sports or outside of like when I, Mm -hmm. you know, was in some type of dance troupe or something. That was the only time that I was shown to like look at my body if it's hurting, but never to look at the rest of it and say, how am I feeling about myself and the world? And I love that he got it. And then he was like, Oh dad, I'm glad you're doing it. Maybe one day I can come with you. It was in that moment. I realized, Oh, me feeling like a phony and feeling like a poster is actually going to inspire my son to feel as if this should be who he should be. So how do you have those vulnerable conversations with your son, even though he's younger about like who he can be and how he can express himself? Right. But now you have that connection that you made with your son. So hundred percent. Yeah. In that it will probably make you feel like less of a phony because now you have a shared experience with him. So 
I feel like that's a beautiful thing right there. Thank you. But for me, my son is two and a half years old. So parents used to be like, between zero and three, they're not really human yet. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just like, you know, what do you, what do you talk about? They're just like blobs. Yeah. But this is the, the most learning that they will ever have. Like their brains are triggering on a whole different level during this time. So we are just absolutely thriving right now. And in terms of teaching him, I'm just being in his world. I love just following him around and he like will get into something and he'll try to have a conversation, but he doesn't have the words for it yet. But I'm just like nodding my head and acting like I'm in it with him and knowing what he's saying. And he just will have full on monologues about an orange and stuff. And I'm like, all right, yeah, let's, let's get into yeah, it. Let's go for but, it. Yeah. yeah but uh, yeah, so it's really interesting because I'm trying to teach him how to do things, but at the same time, he's teaching me how to do things. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love getting in his world. That is for me the most important part. And, and I feel like play, play is something that we lose along the way. There's a whole Neverland thing and Peter Pan syndrome, but like, I feel like we, we get into schedules and responsibilities and all these things as adults and we forget to play. And that is the what I'm having the most fun doing right now is just like putting down all my guard and my pretense and who I think I am and like, like I'm, I'm above this. And I'm just like, no, I'm just going to get down. I'm going to roll around in the mud. We're just going to get dirty and have some fun and play. You know, it's really exceptional when you say things like be in his world, because even though your son is young, that's a lesson that's going to carry you out. Having older kids, I know this to be true, is a lot of times as adults, we forget what it was like to be young and to be growing and to be learning at this fast pace where like every day there's a new experience. You know, every day there's something that's just like, what in the hell, how do I handle this? And when you're able to get back into your child's world, actively take a moment to say, okay, let me be with you. There's a conversation about oranges. Don't know what the hell you're talking about, but I'm going to go there with you. Yeah. Because I think as parents and as fathers, we feel like the thing we need to do is swoop in to solve. But really what you just said about swooping in and playing and swooping in and being in their world and swooping in and just listening, I think is actually more beneficial because then in their world, you're learning, like you said, they're learning, and you're just in this space of like, okay, great, we're figuring this out together. Yes, I know some things more than you know, mm-hmm. but like, let me help you to come to your conclusions and like, let me help to figure out what type of human being you're gonna be and giving you an opportunity to be in that conversation, which I think is cool. And it starts from the age two, three, because that's where they are picking up so many things, so many little quirks that you don't even realize they're picking up. They yeah. are just watching every single thing and they're like, oh, dad raises his voice when he does this or dad sleeps here. This is what I'm going to do. They pick it all <laughs> up. They just start watching it. And it's amazing right now this time because I'm home so much because I, I do a lot of concerts all over the world. And every time I come home, he's like, Papa home, Papa home. Uh-huh. And now he's just saying it all the time because he, he he's like so dumbfounded that I'm here like all the time. But I, I want to like just give a shout out real fast to every parent out there because especially in this time, it's such a weird time to be a parent. I think I'm lucky in the sense that I have such a young child. We're not at the school age yet. A lot of my friends who are, have kids like five to early 20s, that's, Teenage, that's yeah, teenagers. yeah they're, they're, they're struggling a little bit more to like, figure it all out. But 
at the end of the day, there is no manual to parenting. It's funny because I feel like moms, they have the pregnancy and then they deliver the baby. But it's this weird thing where they're kind of expected to have it all figured out. But guys, there's no expectation on guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it is for double dads, but in a, a heterosexual relationship, it's like, there's no expectation on guys. Like you're okay to just sit there in front of the TV and play with a remote or whatever. But I feel like there should be expectations on men. And I feel that fathers today are more involved with the day-to-day raising of children than they ever have been before. Hmm. I expect more from dads out there because I think we are sometimes falling into the stereotypes of that lazy, I'll just go work and then I'll come home and I'm the provider of the family. Yeah. I think we're done with that. I think we're just kind of beyond that. And I think people need to start showing up because we're seeing the mental illness and the problems that we have in this world. And that all starts from kids. I mean, the way they're being parented and and that we're letting video games parent our kids now these days and just sticking them in front of the virtual babysitter, which is the iPad. And, you know, I just want people to be more hands-on and just proactive with their parenting. Well, you know, you're exactly right. And I can hear the passion in your voice for this because it stems from your childhood. Your parents were great. They were loving. But you wanted someone to communicate more with you, you know, and yeah, that is one big expectation that you desired. And I think is something that is big for all men to have, you know, to really reflect on what was your childhood like? What did you need so that you can give that to your child so that you can start putting those expectations on yourself? How do you think that men as a whole can have that conversation with each other to start saying you need to put more expectations on each other? Well, you know, it's interesting what you said about yourself as a child and going through what your parents taught you. And I feel like there's this great exercise that I did. And that is, consciously choosing to discontinue the cycle that has been passed down to you. Mm-hmm. I think of my own father, I'm like, what cycle do I want to break from my father? I don't want to be like him. But also the other way, what do I want to perpetuate? What do I want to carry on from my father? So I think that's a great place to start for people to really like think about their own parents and the cycle that they want to break and also what they want to carry forward. That's great. That's, that's, that is literally <laughs> great because you have to. This is what people don't realize. Self-reflection really starts from day one. You know, all the issues that we have, like when you're not communicating and your partner is saying, oh, you're not talking to me enough or, you know, you're fighting over this or there's a problem where you're staying at a job that's unhealthy or you can go down the list. These things all start from the way that you were trained and the way that you matriculated through life as a child. Mm. And when you're able to focus on that and say, what were the things that I need to, as you said, discontinue? And what are the things that I want to enhance is such important reflection because that's where the clarity comes from. Because you can say to yourself, oh, as a kid, this wasn't given to me. I need to discontinue this in my way I'm parenting my kids and also the way I'm interacting with other people. But then this was actually good. This was good that I need to take on and I should focus on more and give it some more energy. It's a very simple yet difficult thing for many people to do because they don't think about it. And I think that's a great place for people to start to understand how to put more expectations on themselves as human beings, but also in this conversation as fathers. It's something like if there's any women listening, 
encourage your man to be like, hey, what expectation do you have? I think simply asking that question is dope. Yeah, absolutely. And then have that conversation. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's interesting to think about rite of passage too. Yes. I think about that a yes. lot and about – it's a little confusing these days. And I mean back in the day, being a man was I feel like a lot clearer. Like we're the providers, the hustlers, the hunters and gatherers. And men worked with their hands and they were in touch with nature. But they all had this rite of passage from boy to man. But I feel like we don't really have that these days. Like when I think about what my rite of passage is, it would probably be moving to New York. But it's not really as clear cut as it was back then. But I think there, there's a beauty to that as well. I feel like, I don't know what I feel. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like today, like the lines are blurred yeah. and there's so much political correctness out there yeah. that inhibits us from being our authentic selves. And really that's what I'm curious to find is my authentic self. It's something I try to look for every day. And and I don't know if I'll ever really find it because I think it constantly keeps changing, but that's my task as a man to, to really just be uh, authentic. Well, I think your desire to be authentic and to continue to strive to be better for yourself is why I said in the beginning, you are such an amazing and devoted father and husband because you're consciously saying it's okay for me to continue to do the work on myself. And that's where people have to get so that they can see real change, real happiness, real growth. And it's a journey. Some people won't get there quickly, but what I'm so appreciative of you on this conversation is saying, it's okay to go on that journey. It's okay to not know where the final destination is, but knowing that you're on the journey is the first step and the most important step. And I just thank you for giving that inspiration and for really being so honest and transparent about your journey as a man, as a father, because I know wholeheartedly it's going to help a lot of different people. Well, I appreciate that. And I just have to say, I think your boys are incredibly fortunate to have a father like you. You're just someone I feel like would just be like the best person to talk to. If anything was going wrong, I'm going to talk to dad. And just like, <laughs> I, I just, I just respect your skill for communication and I'm very happy for all your success and everything. But when we look at the big picture, it's like being a father is probably the best role we'll ever have. Amen. Amen. Listen, everyone, give it up for Matthew. Check out everything he's on. He's on a new BBC show as well. It's called The the Greatest Dancer. The Greatest Dancer. (laughs) The Greatest Dancer. (laughs) The Greatest Dancer. Also check out the album, Disney Dreaming, and also check out Matthew's new clothing line for fathers called Sherpapa. Is that how you pronounce it? Sherpapa. Like a Sherpa is like a guy and a leader, you know, like Sure, Papa. Oh, I like that. Sure, Papa. Oh, it makes sense. Yes, yes. Sure, Papa, which is great. I'm actually ordering one of the T-shirts off of there. I started looking at it before we got on the call and I was like, oh, I need this T-shirt. So um, (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate you taking this time and being so open and vulnerable. It really means the world to me. Yeah. Thank you, my friend. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I want to thank Matthew for coming on the show and opening up about his family and being a father. I believe it's so important as men to challenge ourselves to be better and to grow. It's easy to get caught up in old ideals of how we should act as men. But we must always, as Matthew said, be curious about being a father and a man so that we can be more authentic. Because when you do that, you're able to show up and be better for yourself and your family. And to all the ladies out there, Feel encouraged to talk to the men in your life and challenge them to be curious about their role as men and as fathers and how it can evolve so that there can be a healthier and stronger home, community, and world. Friends, as always, thank you for listening and growing with me. Make sure to hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Karamo to let me know how you feel about today's episode. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other. Karamo, a podcast, is an entertainment show. For advice or support on any emotional or mental challenges, please contact a licensed professional in your town. This show was produced by Karamo, Nick Pinella of Workhouse Media, and assisted by Ellie Charles. All music composed by Ernie Wooden and the Big Woozy Band, and all episodes are edited by Nathan Moody. Thank you for listening and growing with us. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 